You are listening to the She Runs the Show podcast with Cassandra Vaughn, episode 262, an interview with Sean Steve Block. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of She Runs the Show, episode 262. So I have Sean Steve Block with me in this episode, and it is a powerful episode. He has an amazing podcast on Spotify called Soul Tears. You can find it wherever podcasts are found, which really speaks to the power of storytelling in sharing our mental health and wellness journeys with each other so that we remove the stigma and we actually give way to the power that healing in public can do when people are free to speak their truth about their own mental health challenges. This is a powerful episode for anybody who is struggling, especially with a pandemic and with COVID-19, with anxiety or depression or just cabin fever, you know, like tired of being at home, tired of places being closed down, feeling post-traumatic stress, feeling like, you know, feeling stigmatized because you feel the way you feel now that you're stuck at home. And what do you do with your journey, with your experience, with your mental health challenges in a pandemic situation? Sean talks about that. He also talks about how do you get out of your own way? How do you get comfortable with sharing your own story and why sharing your story has the power to change the world, which is why you need to share those stories. All right. I'm not going to get all away. This is a powerful episode. Be sure to tune in and make sure you subscribe to Sean's podcast called Soul Tears. Let's get started. Hello. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of She Runs the Show. I've got to tell you the guest today. Sean, your podcast, Soul Tears, is one of my favorites in terms of just listening to something that transforms me every single episode that I listen to. So welcome to She Runs the Show, number one. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Where did the podcast, where did the idea for the podcast come from? You know, it, it was something that, that kind of was stirring me for a while. Um, I think it was a couple years ago, I was taking a class at UCLA and we were trying to come up with like a class project and I wanted to do something kind of meaningful or, and, and where it comes from too is I'm a documentary filmmaker. So about two or three or now about five or six years ago, I made a documentary um, that, you know, had some local publicity. It did okay. I went to a couple film festivals. It was like a passion project. It took three to four years making it. And it was like one of the most meaningful things I ever did. And so I wanted to get back and get back in touch with that documentary type of, feel. I love telling stories. I love learning about people. I love that whole experience. So what I tried to do, so in the class project, I was like, you know what, how can I do something like, you know, a little bit maybe more so I can get more stories instead of having to take three years for one story. How can I like have more stories and tell more stories? And that came, kind of came to me like this, this, this idea of, of a podcast and that term soul tears, I don't know how it happened, but it just dug in my brain at one point. I don't know can't really explain it. Just one day it was just there. And I remember we did a little pitch and, and um, I, I, I kind of went over a little bit of that and talked about that term and like, everybody's going, wow, that's pretty powerful. Where'd you come up with that? Like, I don't know. Um, so that's kind of where the idea came about maybe two or three years ago. Well, um, and, and I think one of the things that I love about it is how, um, how real and how raw 
your your guests are and how they they speak their truth but they also speak here's the piece that i love that i don't see a lot they speak the truth of the journey the good the bad and the ugly Hmm. so can you speak for a minute about um just what you love about your podcast and how you feel it helps people better understand their mindset around life and business well, I think one of the things that's that I really like about the format is people are sharing something that's really transformed them, something, you know, that had such a major impact on their life. And when you tell a story about something like that, there's just there's just so much that, that can happen with it. There's people just um it puts them into kind of a frame of mind where they're they're like it's not a confessional, but they're just relieved to be sharing this story. And they and I had one episode, I think you might've mentioned it. This one woman who was, who was just uh, going through a breakup and she was just trying to find herself and she was just really raw. And she had this major moment where she just had a major emotional moment in the middle of a park somewhere and just really got emotional and cried and everything. But her sharing that story, just she would later tell me that just really helped her just kind of express what she was feeling, the, the true feelings of it. And I think there's just so much that we can learn from people's stories. The stories never get old. And that's one of the things I like to do is kind of have people share their stories. And then at the end, you know, what can we learn from that? And that's, that's kind of what I really love about the, the podcast. Yeah, I think, I think it's literally one of the best podcasts that I've heard and I've listened to a lot of them. Now you talk about stories, you know, we were just talking a few minutes ago about straddling working for corporate as you're an entrepreneur building your business. What's your story around the idea of building a business, the, the, the moving forward with it, the courage, but also while you're still in corporate America? Well, yes, that is true. I've been in corporate America for quite a while. Uh, been a professional for over 20 years in the kind of the learning and development profession, working in like the legal industry. So I love to do training. I love to help people. Most of my skills and most of the training I do is based on like business skills, like, you know, business presentations or business software skills or things like that. I, I love that. I love helping people. But my real passion is helping people, you know, with mental wellness and, and mental health. And so how can I what I'm looking at is how can I take those skills, the same skills that I love to do and just kind of just swap out the subject matter. Instead of talking about business skills, let's talk about business, you know, living a better life. And at this point, what I'm trying to do is kind of build myself up so that I can kind of do that switch gears in a, in a, in a way that I can, you know, financially it works for me. Um, but so my strategy has been kind of over the last couple of years, you know, really dig into and, and get into the content of developing content in this area of mental health and the podcast. And I'm looking at writing some materials and, and possibly a book on the subject. But I guess what I'm doing right now is I'm building up kind of my content and my skill set in that area and giving my kind of a way at some point of being able to transition. So that's kind of where I am at right now with all that. Awesome. And it's so necessary because, and, and you tell me if you feel the same way, I feel like um, mental health, mental illness, um, wellness, the idea of really taking care of yourself, body, mind, spirit. I think there's a lot of preaching about it. I think that there's a lot of shame though around 
people who do have depression or suffer from anxiety or family members who have schizophrenia. What do you say to entrepreneurs who are afraid to be vulnerable or to even speak about the things that they go through in their journey to wellness because out of a fear that they won't be seen a certain way in business? Well, I'm, I'm learning along the way, Cassandra, because I am not very far removed from even sharing any, any of my story about, about my own anxiety and depression. And I haven't really fully shared everything about my own personal story in terms of mental health, but I'm working on it. It's, it's a work in progress. But I will say that there is so much value in, and I talk about people on my, my, my show sharing their stories, but as I share stories, I do Instagram posts, I do things, it, it really helps me just to kind of feel a little bit more, you know, comfortable. But that's my whole goal is not only for me to be comfortable, but help other people feel comfortable as well. I see such a shift right now in the market towards um, that stigma and everything is obviously still there, but there is such a shift. And I'll just give you, you know, one example, um, a company I know of, uh, you know, really well, they have just put in a whole mental health program in because people in the industry, um, you know, it's in the legal industry and a, a law firm decided to have a mental wellness program and bring in a counselor and have a whole journey meditation program and all this. This is out of, you know, a, a top law firm. So this is happening. There are being dollars spent. And I'm telling you listeners too, this is, there's dollars spent on wellness right now, big time. And it, and I see it as a total opportunity and there's such a need for, for information, for training, for, for different materials and things like that. So um, I think it is changing very quickly. And especially with all the things that are going on in the world right now, it is more, it's needed more than ever. I mean, I can't, I can't, I, I just a good time for, for that kind of support. So I do think for people who, who are, are concerned or, or worried about their own situation and what people might think, I think it's getting easier and the stigma is becoming less, but it still is a personal challenge for me too to be, yeah. to talk openly about things sometimes. And so I, I totally get it, but it is changing. And I think uh, good things are going to be happening in that whole area. What do you think is the, the toughest challenge that, um, that people face on their journey to wellness? Well, okay. Let me just, in my case, I had about three or four years ago, I had like a really bad breakup and I, I really went into a very dark place, very difficult Anxiety, when people talk about anxiety and panic attacks and, and having a hard, really hard time just kind of functioning and, and just dealing with day-to-day -day stuff, I, I was, I've been there. I've had it, and, I've, I, and I know what it feels like. And um, it, it's, it's, it's such a challenge um, to just, to, just to be able to kind of take steps, the next steps. Now, what, I'm sorry, what your question was? kind of went off on a tangent there, but no, no, but I think you put it out. Right. So, so thinking about that breakup, like yeah. what, what are people's biggest uh, challenge on their journey to wellness? Because people do go through breakups and their friends may look at them and go, well, why are you not over this? Right. And meanwhile, they're in a dark night of the soul and they don't know how to see their way out of it. And they also are not giving themselves permission to be in it, whatever that is. Well, so how do you, how do you deal with something like that? Well, I can, I can tell you one thing. You have to ask for help. And I asked for help. I needed help. I, I couldn't have made it without, without 
you know, getting help. I saw, you know, a professional. I went to a counselor. I saw a doctor. I wasn't embarrassed to go take care of the things that I needed to do. And that's the first thing you have to, to realize is that, you know, you cannot, you, can, you can't fight everything alone. You need support. And there's no, no harm in that at all. And, you know, if, if you don't want to go to a doctor, if you don't want to go to a counselor, there are so many valuable resources online and there's so many helpful podcasts and so many things that you can listen to. So I would say start by just trying to, to listen to something that or find one thing that you can do that'll help you. I mean, you know, simple things like for me, it was like, you know, exercising. I mean, so something as simple as that or, um, you know, learning how to, to you know, I would, I would listen to podcasts and they would say, you should start journaling. Okay, well, I'll try journaling. So it's just trying things, but get help. Seek professionals. And if, if you're too, too embarrassed to ask for help, get help online. There's so much available for you. And believe me, the littlest things will help you. The, the smallest things can start helping you. Um, and you just have to, I mean, I, it, it's hard to say, oh yeah, just have faith. But, just listen to people's stories and know that people do get help and get, you know, move forward. Absolutely. And I think what you say is so true. I mean, I, I always talk about the fact that I, I see my therapist once a week and I think everybody should have a therapist because <laughs> it's just a good, it's a self-care practice. That's how I look at it. And there's no shame to taking care of yourself. And so I think you're right that, that people do need to ask for help and support when you're thinking about that breakup from a number of years ago, what do you think is your biggest lesson from that that you now apply to your life? Well, I think the biggest lesson that, that I learned for myself was that you've got to be yourself. You have to be true to yourself no matter what. You have to love yourself first before you can do anything else in life. And although I really liked myself maybe, I don't think I truly love myself enough to, to know you know, to take care of myself and to, to follow what was really in my heart. And maybe every relationship's not going to be the right one. And this, that one maybe wasn't the right one. Maybe that I could, maybe I wasn't being myself. And I think that's what the case was. I just wasn't being genuine with myself. And I was trying to be somebody I wasn't. And I was trying to, to, to make, make that work. And it just, it just wasn't right for me. But I tried so hard and, and that conflict of trying to make something work fighting your own inner self, it just didn't work. I couldn't, I couldn't fight myself anymore. And, Ooh. you know, it really, really put me down. And um, now that I look back, I can, I can say, yeah, that just wasn't the right, or the right situation for me. And I wasn't being true to myself. And I'm so grateful to that, that, you know, things worked out the way they did because I'm in a much better place. And I'm a, I learned a lot of lessons from that. You said something so powerful about fighting your inner self, because I think a lot of, of, of entrepreneurs and people in general, they don't know the difference. You know, there's this quote that says something like, don't let your loyalty become slavery. And a lot of people struggle with, A, not feeling good enough. So no matter what they do, not, not enough, not enough. So it can't be me because I'm not enough. But the other piece of it, they don't know when they're sticking something out because, well, I committed to this and I really want to make this work or whether the sticking something out is actually fighting who they really are, or what they really desire. How were you able to distinguish those two? I, I didn't at the time I was, I, I just, something was just so wrong. I just was just 
was not happy. But I think intuitively, I knew, like, I, I did know. The answer was I did know that I wasn't being honest and truthful with myself. I was, I was trying to be somebody that I wasn't. And I wanted it to work so much. I did put myself out there. It was a perfect situation. On paper, it was perfect. This is exactly the way it's supposed to be. My friends and family were all happy. And it just everything was going down the right path perfect but inside i was just i was tortured you know i just was just not it was just not right for me or whatever so i i wish at that time clearly early on i would have realized that and kind of said okay this is just not for me this is not really working and just kind of went on my way but i went on a, a very painful journey to kind of come to that realization and and honestly cassandra i didn't really realize it at now looking back i i realized that that was the case but it took me a long time, maybe, you know, after that was all over to realize, like two years maybe, to realize, yeah. oh, I get it. I understand now. So how do, you, how do you not shame yourself when you look back and say, wow, it took me a few years to figure out the why? You know, I just didn't, I just didn't have the, the self-awareness that I do now. I just wasn't in touch with with myself, my feelings, my you know, my outlook on things. I just, you know, I can't blame that person. I mean, if I was with that person right now, I would, you know, I'd have some compassion because I was just trying to do what I was supposed to. I was supposed to like, you know, find this person, get married, all these different things. I was those were the things I was supposed to do. I kind of just that was what I was my expectations were for myself. But I forgot one big part of that, which was You've got to be, you got to be happy with it. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean isn't it, isn't it amazing how we forget that part? Yeah. We totally forget that part. And do you find that with all of the interviews you've done for soul tears, do you find that that's a common thread in people's experiences that they, they, they focus so much on other people or other expectations. They forget about them and what they need. I think some of the most powerful episodes that I've had are people who have part of their soul tears moment has been coming to that realization has been coming to that moment where they, they, they finally realize, yes, I'm, I, I understand myself. I understand what I need and what I want. And this is not what I need or what I want. And I feel free and I love myself um, no matter what. And you know, those, those type of stories, those ones really, really, uh, you know, resonate with me because I can see the growth. I can see where people have, have had a transformational moment from, from, from that. So yes, I have definitely seen it. And I, I, I think that makes a very, um, it makes a good story, but it means it makes a very, very good outcome for somebody or a good, you know, realization. So, yeah. Yeah, that's it's really powerful. So how do you in the current moment? I mean, obviously, we all grow and we change and we transform over time. But we still have self doubt, especially when it comes to building a business, we still have our inner critic raging. How do you deal with, you know, especially in the realm of as you're building your business? How do you deal with things like your inner critic and self doubt? Cassandra, it's, it's, it's still there. It's totally there. But it's, it, I'm at least I'm more aware of the fact that it's there, um, but no, it, it's 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 a it's a it's a challenge. And one of the things is, 
I just, you know, said, you know, you got to be yourself. Well, one of the things that I have to keep reminding myself is not to be afraid of being myself. And part of that is sharing, you know, information and stories and things that, you know, that I just said, there's less stigma about mental health and these topics. I have to live that. I have to constantly remind myself of that. So, um, you know, I've constantly been working on myself and, and realizing that, you know, I just have to keep pushing forward. There's being just by being true to yourself and just listening to yourself, you're going to be okay. And having the courage to put your, your work out there. I mean, you know, I've had the podcast out for six months or some, I just did my 25th episode. So it's been about six months, but, um, but it, it, I still am working on that. I wish I was, I could sit here and say I'm a finished product product, but I am still working on building that confidence, having the courage to just shout from the rooftops and say, Hey, this is what I'm doing. I'm proud of it. I'm getting it out there. And you know, one thing that might resonate a little bit is when you have a, a current job, you know, it's hard when you're building something else, you don't want to, there's like, you, you're walking a fine line. You don't want to kind of jeopardize your current situation, you know, but you want to do something else. That is, that is a challenge that I, I'm still, you know, that I'm working through. How do I, how do I give everything to what I'm currently doing or enough? And then how do I s slowly start to work on something else? You know what I mean? So I, I definitely find that uh, definitely a challenge. What do you say to, to aspiring entrepreneurs who kind of they're in corporate, they really have this calling in terms of starting a business, but they are afraid of what you just talked about. Like, how can I, you know, give time to a company for a certain number of hours per week and then a business. And by the time I get home, I don't even want to look at another computer, and, <laughs> right? Like, and still sleep and still exercise and still do self care. What do you say to that? Well, let me tell you about it example right now. Okay. So obviously we're in, we're not sure when this is going to air, but we're in a difficult situation. I'm in Los Angeles. Our whole, you know, city is shut down. Our company has been shut, shut down for like, you know, three or four weeks. We've been working at home. So I have, I just had to move actually last weekend in the middle of all this. Oh gosh. How so, man. I mean, yes, I was living in a, in a nice furnished place and that, that ended. And so I had to move in the middle of all this how do you do that? I had to find like a, a COVID-19 friendly mover, you know, to help me out. I had to like, I, and I didn't have any furniture really. So I had to figure out, okay, um, I have to move and Monday I have to be at my job and my job now is in my living room, you know, my, yeah. my corporate job. So just to show you how funny it is. So I have this setup here and I have one laptop, which is my, you know, work or my personal laptop that I'm using right now at, you know, five thirty or whatever, I switch them and, you know, or in the morning I put my work one on, close the other one. And then at the end of the day, I switch them out and I, and I go back out to, to the personal stuff. So I'm, I'm definitely balancing the two. And one of the things I would, would say that you have to find what ethically works for you. What I mean by that is I do not feel comfortable um, working on my company's dime for my personal stuff. Now, if I'm taking a lunch I'm taking some phone calls here and there. That's fine. But I am not that type of person that can do that. I can't, I just can't live with myself. So um, I separate the two as much as I can. Um, and that, that's important to me just because I, I'm grateful for my company that, that I, I get to work at. And, you know, so I, I want to treat them with respect. 
And so I, I, I do that. And then, then I do have the times where I, I come home and go, Oh my God, I got to do this and that. But if you love to do it, which I do, it, it's not, it's not necessarily a chore. You know what I mean? Exactly. But, <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I try to separate the two. So how do you fit in the rest of your life with that? Cause I think that's what a lot of, um, entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs who are beginning or they have their side hustle, they struggle with, uh, there are only a certain number of hours in the day. So how do I work out? How do I, you know, sleep adequately, meditate, all the things they say to do for self-care. But then I've got a side business plus a full-time job. Well, one of the things that I've learned and, you know, we talked a little bit before about this, the 75 hard thing, which was a, a challenge that involved a lot of time. But one of the things that I've learned is there is time. You, if you have, you, you might have to methodically plan your time but there is time. There is time for a lot that you might not realize. Now you have to prioritize. Maybe I'm, I'm uh, still single right now because I've been <laughs> doing all these things and I've been doing all these things like for myself and it, it, it has prevented me from, you know, spending too much time dating and things like that, which I want. I definitely want those things too. Um, so you definitely have to kind of you balance your time, but I, I just started doing this, you know, the last year or so, which is a 45 minute rule. And I literally set whatever task I'm doing, I'll sit for 45 minutes and just do it for 45 minutes. It's amazing how much you can get done in 45 minutes. Wow. So if you want to, you know, whatever you're doing, whatever your tasks are, you know, if you focus on those time blocks, you can get it done, but it is a challenge and you can't do everything like, um, it's right now is a very interesting time to be an entrepreneur or, or have a, a side hustle passion because we have time, <laughs> you know, exactly with all of this COVID stuff. Yeah. There's plenty of time. I mean, I don't know what part of the country you're in, but you know, are you pretty much at home? At I, well, yeah, I'm in Wyoming. So I was okay. working from home completely anyway, in the sense right. that it's a town of 2000 people. So okay. everything, okay. my business is all at home. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'm in the middle, you know, Los Angeles and, you know, so anyway, we have, there's just so much time, but time can be wasted so easily. You know, I love movies. I love TV, you know, it's just, and news, man, news can take up a lot of your time too. So yes, can. you have to just figure out, I mean, for me, what I, what I do is I kind of figure out what my tasks are. What are the things that are most important for me? And, you know, there's a million time management tricks, but that one seems to work really well for me as like a 45 minute rule. Um, I and I that. learned that's that. like a big Pomodoro. Yeah. And, and, you, and the, the 75 hard part of that is where, where I got this from too, is you, you have to do two 45 minute workouts a day for 75 days among other things. Right. That's, that's quite a, quite a bit. So it seems like insurmountable, but if you budget it, it, it somehow it works. You know what I mean? You can do a lot in 45 minutes that, you know, and, and, and you have a lot of 45 minute blocks. So you can do it. It just takes planning. I think you're absolutely right. Now, speaking of the 75 day hard that, so I, Gina was the first person I saw who did the 75 day hard. And then I saw you and her, Gina Molinari, who's been on, she runs a show. And then I saw you and her going back and forth on Instagram and you did the 75 day hard yeah. challenge. Talk to me about where that came about and, and what that's given you. Well, Gina Molinari, I, I love her. I mean, I think she's a, just a, an awesome human. And, um, and when she did it, um, you know, maybe we did it for a little different reasons, but I saw 
what she got out of it and her dedication and her growth and everything. And I just said, you know, I'm trying to solidify good habits in my life. I've been working hard the last few years to, to do an early morning workout, to, to do like a morning routine, to do, do different things like that. I go, what a perfect way to spend, like to solidify those habits. You know, I had, I had gone on a, a weight loss program the year before, two years before I did, had some success. So I had these things like pieces of it that were starting to work. And I, I figured the 75 hard, which you do two workouts a day, you, you read 10 pages of a book, you um, drink a gallon of water, you, you follow a diet. Um, I think I got everything, but I might miss missing something, but. Um, oh, progress pick, progress pick. Progress pick. Yes. Yes. And I definitely did that. Um, what, what a perfect way to kind of like solidify some of those habits. And so um, it was towards the end of the year. Um, I, it was last end, end of last year. I go, you know what? It, this, this works out beautifully. It'll finish right on Thanksgiving. Um, and everything's going to be great. I, I run, you know, finish the year strong. So um, I did about 40 days and I was feeling pretty good about myself from 50 days. And then I saw the finish line and, I look back at, I was keeping a log of all the, of my, my progress and everything. And I, I thought I was doing everything right. And I look back at my log and I realized like on day 23 that you're supposed to work out twice a day and there's a technicality there. You have to work. One of them has to be outside. And I had just come back from a business trip that day. And I, 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 I worked out in the morning and I thought I worked out outside, but it turned out I worked out inside. And then that night I worked out inside too and I completely forgot about it. But looking back on my notes, I found my mistake. I had to, had to start from that point all over again. So I had to, I had to do another 40 days or 50 days or however it worked out. Um, I lost, I, I think I lost about 25 days or whatever. Yeah. So instead of, instead of finishing on Thanksgiving, we had a big family thing and I was all, everybody knew I was going to finish. I said, sorry guys, I didn't finish. And I didn't finish till like December 28th or whatever. Wow. Um, Cause I had to, to kind of go back and, and, and Gina was very central on that because she talked about having, you know, you have to, you have to be honest with yourself. This is not, nobody knows if you're, if you don't do it all or whatever, but I knew in my heart, like, Oh, I, I didn't want to, I wanted to do it the right way. So, but anyway, that was, that whole experience helped solidify all these habits and it really taught me about this 45 minute. It solidified that thing too. That's fantastic. And you know, it, both of you so inspired me. I, I uh, attempted 75 day hard. This is probably the 10th time that I've tried it and I'm on day four. And I have to tell you, I really thought the prog the daily progress pick was going to be the hardest part for me. Yes. And it has turned out to be the easiest. <laughs> the hardest part is I'm sitting looking at my smart water bottle. I have 70 ounces of water left today and it is 8 15 PM mountain. And I'm like, I'm going to be peeing all night. Yes. So the water for sure for me is the hardest part of this wow. whole thing. Yeah. I mean, what was the every, hardest part for you? The hardest part for me was um, sometimes it was actually the 10 pages because reading 10 pages, it's not that it's hard to read 10 pages, but sometimes I would wait till like at night and I'd be so tired. I would like be fighting, fighting to stay awake <laughs> to, to read it. Yeah. Um, so I think that was the hardest thing. The, the getting to two workouts in, because I would do one in the morning, but then you have to do one at, at night. And there was a couple really hilarious 
examples of one time I went on a, um, a trip to Palm Springs with a group. It was just like this big party trip. And of course, oh, you can't drink alcohol. That's the other thing. Exactly. No junk. About that. No junk. So this group I love. We go on these party trips and then somebody brings like a whole bar and we have a great time. And so I suckered. I mean, I, I tortured myself and said, okay, I'm going to go, but I, I, I can't drink at all. And they're like, what are you, you're not drinking. That wasn't that big of a deal. But so one night we just, we're having a good time. We went out, we went to dinner, we got back and I go, shit, excuse me. I, I didn't work out today. It's like, it's like two in the morning. It's like two in the morning and I didn't, haven't worked out yet. The rule is you have to work out before you go to bed. Right. Yeah. So we're at this, we're at this, Marriott Resort and I'm walking I go got sorry guys I got to go walk and I'm walking around the property and walking around the property and all of a sudden this 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 little security guard comes up hey what are you doing get back to your room and I go I'm just walking you can't be walking out here in the middle of the night it's dangerous out here I'm like well I'm just just walking he was laughing at me like like I'm this guy like at three in the morning just walking around he thought I was drunk or something or whatever um so I finished my walk and went back in but that happened a couple times like I just had to do these last minute walks. So it's like, it's that determination, that discipline, you know, to do it. And how has completing the 75 day hard, how's that factored into either your mindset or the way that you approach building your business? Well, it, it's really helped me in terms of like time management. So I think that's one of the biggest things that I've learned from it. Um, was really solidifying those that you can do things in chunks and you can you can get things done. So so maybe I don't do 45 minutes, uh, two 45 minute workouts a day, but I could I proved myself that you can do two 45 minute. So maybe one of those 45 minute segments is you know working on my podcast or working on a, an article or working on this or working on that. You know those are things I, I did I did all those things before. So why can't I, I I prove that I have the time? So why can't I use that time differently now? So that has definitely been a learning experience for me. What do you think? I mean, because it, it sounds like you have been on this personal development journey of just learning how to truly be yourself and how to appreciate that and also how to use that in service of the world in terms of wellness. What is one thing that people can do to go on that journey for themselves? Well, let me start by saying that I am doing both and I am, st it, you have to, you know, the whole oxygen thing, you know, you have to take care of yourself first before you can help other people. It is so true. Now, that doesn't mean that you're never, you know, you have to wait till you're perfect before helping people. That's not true at all. But um, I'm now in a, in a zone where I feel like more able to help and want to help and, and want to support a lot more than I was a few years ago. So it, it, it's taken me kind of building myself up and going through this journey and um, that now I can kind of, you know, a little bit on the other side of, of some of the difficulties so I can kind of see, wow, you know, where I was and, and those are the type of people I want to help or those people that are, you know, that basically I want to help myself from two years ago is basically it or three years ago. And if I can remember that, remember that I needed help and then if I can be that person to help that, you know, then I think that's a good thing. So, um, so I think it's a good thing to remember is when you're helping, like, you know, whatever you've learned, you can share and teach others. That's fantastic. And it's so true. Now, where can uh, people learn more about you? 
So the, the podcast um, is sold tiers, and you can find it on any, any service at all. Um, I have a, a website called Blue Halo Films. Um, and from there, you can get to the podcast. You can get, you can con- get in contact with me. I'm also on Instagram at Sean Steve Block, and it's Block, B-L-O-C-H. Um, I'm happy to help out and answer questions, anything that people might need. That's fantastic. So uh, the final question, it's my favorite question. And I, I can't wait to hear your answer. If you 10 years from now could give you one piece of advice about moving to the next level of your business, what advice would that version of you in 10 years give the version of you today? I would say, Sean, get the F out of your own way. And, and <laughs> really, and, and you have all the tools, you have all the skills, you have all the the things that you need, you just got to just keep pushing it and getting and getting your name out there, getting helping people, doing all the things. It's all there. You just have to go for it. Really, I mean, it's that's a weird question because I can I can think of my future self, and there's some meditations where you can do like you you, you try to live like your future self or whatever. But yes, exactly. I, I see that future self, and 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 it's like Sean. You, you you just got to go, man. You just just keep going. You you're on the right path. Just keep going. So let me ask you a follow up question to that because that answer was really interesting. Is it that your future self is telling you to get out of your own way, meaning persist and keep going, or is your future self telling you to get out of your own way because there are things that you're currently doing that are holding you back? I think it. Some of the things that you talked about, some of your listeners have like fear. Um, it's, I guess the, my, my advice is like, just be yourself and it's going to take care of itself, you know? So don't hold back. There it is. Don't hold back. And yeah. so what, what would, okay. So taking that advice, cause I hear a lot of people listening to this and going, Ooh, that message was for me. Don't hold back. What does don't, hold back what does that mean to you in terms of strategy tactical practical action moving forward next steps i think for me i have to get my get out there and 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 do more speaking i gotta find ways in this world maybe more online but getting out there and like offering my services and just helping and just doing more just just speaking more and giving different workshops or different things or uh, just getting out there more um I guess get, get, uh, move on from past just the microphone, you know, <laughs> just, and actually just get out there more and actually create and share more. I have like content that I want to share and, and materials and, and things I want to create. I'm, I want to create another documentary. There's, there's just so much there. It's just, it's just going. It's just putting, starting putting stuff out there. So for me, it's contacting people and say, hey, I'm willing to come out and, and, and talk about, you know, mental health topics or, or, things related um, or do a live version of my show out there to help people tell their stories. That would be awesome too, you know? Um, So, and maybe invest a little bit more on my, in my own podcast and like push that more, you know, because sometimes what what I see in myself is, you know, you're a little shy, like, well, I've got a podcast, you know, my friends and family, people know about it, you know, it's great. But if it, mean something to you, Sean, I'm telling myself, then do more with it. You know, like think about all the people that can, you can help and maybe that'll push you more. So I guess that's my answer. 
I love that. And now I have another question, which uh -huh. really happens here because right now we're living in the COVID-19 world and you were talking about LA and I see the pictures. I used to live in LA. And so I see empty streets and like, that doesn't even look like an LA that I know in New York. I've lived in New York and I see New York. And I'm like, I don't even know Times Square looking like that. So what do you say to people who are in corporate and they want to start a business, but now that COVID-19 has happened, they're kind of like, well, maybe this isn't the time to share my gifts. Maybe this isn't the time to put myself out there or they started a business and maybe they're like, but maybe I should back down or back off until all of this is over. How are you handling that with COVID-19? And what do you say to those people? And this is advice for myself too, really. Um, put, put your like, put your, your human service side on for a minute. You know, whatever business skills you have, whatever things you have, the world needs those skills right now in whatever way you can, you can do it. Whatever you do now is going to build such goodwill. It's going to la help launch your business or whatever you're doing. Right now, the world needs help. And like for me, how can I help? And one of the things I've been doing on my podcast the last few weeks is I've been bringing in people that can give us practical help, like, I had a sound healer that's telling us skills on how to, we can use sound to heal us. I have a motivational uh, affirmational songwriter that's doing a podcast sh sharing positive music. So for my way, what I'm trying to do is I pivot and what, what, how can I help them the greatest amount of people? So for the listeners out there that have skills, you know, whatever those skills are, if you can find a way of helping people with that, you know, maybe you, you charge a little bit of money here and there right now or whatever, but God, you have such an opportunity to like become a hero, you know, or to, to build yourself up. So the world needs you right now. Oh, I love that. I love that. Cause it's really the, not what should I do, but how can I serve? Yeah, I think so. And that's, I'm, I'm learning that lesson too. Believe me. Oh yeah. Me too. Me too. So that was wonderful. Well, Sean, thank you so much for being a guest on She Runs the Show. My pleasure. Thank you so much. 